we got the man, the myth, the legend. Let's go. <laughs> the MC of the year. Let's get it. We need to get you an award. Man, we might need to uh, put a logo on the award. <laughs> MC of the year. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take I, it. 100%. Well, I wanted to have you on because I think you have a really interesting story that a lot of people don't know. I think people see you at the events. They see you screaming. They see you cheering. They see you hyping everyone up. But you actually have one of the most unique stories I've ever heard with Grant Cardone and Brad Lee and all these people. So I guess let's get right to your story. Cool. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, small town, kind of like a little big town, right? Uh And uh, just wanted to play music, played music through grade school, played music through high school. I was a trumpet player because like all the main superhero themes the main part is actually the trumpet part. Mm. So if you go listen to like Star Wars or Rocky Balboa or Superman or any of that, you'll notice that the main part is actually the trumpet part. Okay. And so I thought it was going to be easy because there's only three buttons, but I realized that it was like way harder than I thought it was going to be, just like anything in life, right? And all I wanted to do is entertain people. And so I actually went to a trade school in Arizona after high school, Mm -hmm. the conservatory of recording arts. It's like a 15, 16 month program. Mm -hmm. And then I moved here to Vegas and I worked at PRG audio off of Valley view. Mm -hmm. And we built sound systems for, you know, Tom Petty, Madonna, Elton John, Billy Joel, Mm -hmm. um, Trey Anastasio from fish, like a lot of really great people. Mm -hmm. And I kind of reached the pinnacle of, production management really young and Mm. I didn't want to do it anymore because I did a couple sound checks for those people in front of really big audiences. And I'm like, Mm. dude, I'm out. Mm. This is what I want to be. And so I went full time traveling around the country with a guitar Mm. and, you know, really put in over a decade of performing all over the country touring uh-huh. with Cypress Hill and Afro man really? and uh, Tom Morello from rage against the machine. I played uh-huh. gigs with him. He's got an acoustic thing he does called the Weatherman. Oh, okay. And there's all these different places that I played and yeah. I wasn't really making a whole lot of money, but I was doing what I loved. Mm-hmm. And then I made uh, an Instagram video that got picked up by Gary V oh, okay. and I played it as book signing in San Diego. Uh-huh. And I had this conversation with him about where I wanted to go with everything. And if I can just get in front of like business people, I Uh feel like they'll understand me more Mm -hmm. than the bar people. And you know how Gary is. He's like, oh yeah, dude, I love your passion. You're freaking awesome. And dude, what you made for us was great. Double down. In fact, triple down, (laughs) make three of those videos a day and you're going to break through. You're going to break through barriers. And I'm like, Dude, this guy is exactly in real life as how he is on video. So really? if you guys are like, if this guy's real or not, he's real. Yeah. And so that's that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I was making three little funny acoustic guitar songs a day, little 15 to 30 second songs. Mm-hmm. And I made one for Grant Cardone. Yeah. And his wife messaged me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by this time, by the way, I'm 35 years old by this point. <laughs> And I'm singing in bars in California, making a hundred, two hundred dollars a night. This is only five years ago. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I want to play at your event. I made this this video. What do you think? And uh-huh. she's like, oh my gosh, I love it. Grant's gonna post it. And so like, I shared it with him. Uh-huh. And I'm like looking on my Instagram, and I'm like, man, I don't see the video going up. You yeah. know, I wonder if they're actually gonna post it. And uh-huh. then like in the middle of my little hundred dollar gig that night people are walking up to me and they're like dude you're on that guy's page with your sunglasses and everything and that was it i followed up with them crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, i drove here 
from San Diego with my pregnant wife to close them in person. You drove to Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So like I followed up, followed up, followed up, wasn't getting a no, wasn't getting a yes. Mm-hmm. And then I closed that deal with them in person. I broke into Cole Hatter's Make Money Matter event. <laughs> All and, right, tell the story. And, clo- and closed them in the hallway. Yeah. Here, and then he, let's go in detail. Let's go in detail. So you lived in San Diego. Right. Your wife was pregnant. Yeah. You knew that Grant Cardone was having an event in Vegas. Yep. 10X2. 10X2. And what made you come here? Like, what was going on in your head? So, like, like I said, I had been promoting myself on social media and making songs and playing gigs for literally 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, All I need is one break. If I can just get in front of the right audience, I know that I've been playing every night for over a decade. I know I got the skills. I had the right mindset. I was just in the wrong environments. Mm. The people that I was around weren't following Gary Vee or Grant Cardone. And so it was tough for me to have conversations with people that I had built relationships with about where I wanted to go Mm -hmm. because they just didn't get it. And so it was just one of these things where it's the only person I ever talked to about it was my wife. Like if my wife hears me give her one more Gary Vee quote, <laughs> she's going to freaking <laughs> slam the door on my office. Yeah. But she's like, listen, if you really want the deal and she, Elena Cardone is speaking, let's just go there and mm-hmm. talk to him about it. And she's pregnant. And she was pregnant at the time. Yeah. Okay. So they knew who I was because I kept sharing videos with them and they kept posting them on the page. Got it. And so we drove to Vegas. Uh There was uh, an event going on and there was like the late night mastermind. Yeah. And we literally snuck past security into the like mastermind area at the pool. Yeah. And found them in the hallway. Uh And I was like, dude, listen, it's Pat Hilton. Um, You know, I've been messaging you about playing at the 10X2 conference. He's like, yeah, I know who you are. You're the jingle man. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I literally uh, snuck past security. So I only have a couple minutes here, Uh seconds. I need this 10 minutes, man. And you know me. Yeah. I got all emotional. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it always happens to me, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I made it all the way through WealthCon and Tim's story got me to all crying right at the end. I made it all the way two days, but yeah, I mean, it just came out. And Uh I think that, uh, he could just tell like, all I need is this opportunity, man. I'm singing in bars. Mm -hmm. You've lived in La Jolla. Yeah. You get it. And, and it's just, all I need is 10 minutes in front of the right audience and it'll change everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, tears start coming out of my eyes and I'm yeah. like, dude, what, what do you think, man? And he kind of like looked over at Elena and she gave him like the look, like yeah. that wife look that you get where like, you don't say no yeah. to anything when yeah. your wife gives you that look. Yeah. She was like, Oh, uh, okay. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the deal. Yeah. yeah. The jingle man on the lunch break. <laughs> so literally I had put like 15 years of touring and performing and sacrifices and sleeping in my van and uh-huh. being homeless and not having any money. Uh-huh. And this dude put me on stage in front of, I mean, it was the lunch break. I would say it was halfway full. So there were probably 5,500 people in the room when I played. Okay. And I mean, the calls just started coming in. Can you do this conference? Can you produce our podcast? Can you make a song for our roofing company? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I mean, I quit the bars like a month later and built the agency, the social media agency. What? So I went from being like Pat Hilton, the acoustic force, like that was my tagline to acoustic force media Uh. and like providing people social media because I wanted to get out of that bar environment. 
Got it. So I quit the bars, went all in. My wife quit her job. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Texas and I launched the company out of a spare bedroom. And yeah. now we're doing $60,000 a month. There you go. And I went from $100 gigs to getting paid $10,000 a job. Yeah. And it's like, we're doing these gigs in front of thousands of people with you and Ryan. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, all my dreams came true. Yeah. So let's talk about how much did Grant Cardone pay you to do the lunch break? So the lunch break, I just did it for free. There you go. That's what I wanted to I ask. I played the lunch break for free. And, and I played that Gary V book signing event. I played that for free. Yeah. So All that stuff that like led up to what I'm doing now, I did so much stuff for free. Yeah. To build those relationships. Yeah. So I remember, so when I first got my real estate license, right? Um, I was a bar back bartender worked at little Caesars. Like I had no business experience. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. Pizza, pizza. Exactly. (laughs) That was me for years. And, um, I met this guy. Well, I heard of this guy named Craig Tan and he's like this flashy realtor. He had like an Audi, beautiful team, like nice office. So I walked into his office he didn't know who I was. And I saw him walk by. I was like, Hey Craig, like I want to work with you. You know, can you give me a shot? He's like, come back tomorrow. Really? I was like, okay. So at the time I didn't have any suits. I didn't have none of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like I was just, I didn't know how to tie a tie. So I go to express, I buy some slacks and like, a, like a button down, all this crap show up the next day. And he was like, all right, you know, like, why should you be on our team? And I was like, Craig, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. If you tell me to put out signs, I'll put up signs. If you tell me to go knock on doors, I'll knock on doors. Just I don't have any experience, but whatever you want, I'll do it. I didn't Mm. negotiate pay. I didn't negotiate anything. I was just like, bro, whatever you want. And because I did that, that changed my life. I would not be where I'm at today, multimillionaire, all this crap, because... I learned everything from him in the beginning. I had nothing to offer. And I think a lot of people get things confused where they want to negotiate stupid deals up front. It's not worth it. Just deliver. Exactly. And that's the same thing with Ryan. So when I first started following up with Ryan to mentor me, I was like, dude, I'll give you half of my deals. I'll, I'll pay you. How much money do you want? I wasn't like, hey, you know, mentor me, you know, let me buy you coffee. I was like, bro, I'll give you money. What do you want? Like, right. Literally, like, if you have a course, I'll buy it. If you have a book, I'll buy it. If mm. you if you start a coaching, I will pay. If you have a mastermind, he he launched a mastermind. I was the first person to buy it because I was just like, dude, whatever I could give you, I know I'm gonna get a hundred times in return. And that's what it sounded like with Grant yeah. Cardone. And and, and- I've taken that same philosophy and that's what Gary and I talked about. I made this funny tune. I had been making those tunes for 10 years on Facebook and people are like, dude, that stuff you make is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "It okay, so it kind of is. Like sometimes people are falling off skateboards and I'm like, this guy fell off his skateboard. (laughs) And people are like, how does this even make sense that you're ever going to make money doing this? And I'm like, it's not about making money. It's about Mm. figuring out how to edit this in a way that if I make the right one for the right person and I'm prepared, that it will convert to an opportunity. Yeah. But they didn't get that. 
Yeah. And so when Grant Cardone was trying to get verified on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, you know, if you're a hungry hustler, you remember where he would get his phone up and be like, hey, listen, all you hungry hustlers out there, yeah. you know, if you're an artist or a rapper or whatever, I'm trying to get verified on Instagram. I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month with these guys. And they won't give me my blue check. Send me something. Mm. And I'm like, dude, this is it. Mm. Grant Cardone needs to get verified <laughs> on Instagram. And it was like, dude, yeah, that was it. Elena yeah. was like, oh my gosh, can you send us the file? Like I was prepared, but mm. I also did it for free mm-hmm. because, and then I sent them another one and another one and another one and another mm-hmm. one. It was like DJ Khaled showed up yeah. in their inbox. <laughs> and dude, it was awesome because that built what we were talking about before the show, the relationship capital, the trust and the belief that this guy's got something and we're going to keep uploading it. They're getting hundreds of thousands of views. So when I walked up to him in the hallway, it was like I belonged in the conversation with him. He knew exactly who, oh, it's the jingle man. You're the guy that writes the jingles. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. Hey, uh, so we snuck in here Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and I need the lunch break. And here's where people get confused. I wasn't pitching him for 40 minutes like you too yeah. to close out the show. I pitched him at a time where I could slide in, do my thing, be out of his hair yeah. and get what I needed and provide him some value yeah. where there was no risk. Yeah. And that was part of the my negotiation on the back end. Like, why would anyone say no to someone that wants to come and sing on their stage and wear their gear and tell everybody this is such a huge opportunity for me? Why wouldn't you want that? It was a no brainer for him. Yeah. That's why I got the yes.